0: it today I to do I try and I'm, I'm in a good mood I, I got one more Two. <clears throat> I'm sorry, people. I'm going to struggle with it. I thought I was doing well until it was time to turn on the mic and talk. I was prepared today. Yesterday kind of caught me off guard with the voice. Today I was prepared. I got the vitamin C throw lozenges. I got the hot tea. We're going to get through it, and I'm in a good mood. <clears throat> what a bunch of choke artists in Philadelphia. Back-to-back nights. Back-to-back nights are watching these teams choke. And then the abrupt cut, like the music doesn't get a chance to fade. There's Paul. Paul is still there. I love it. I know Paul's in a good mood. The Rangers are up 3-1. We'll get to the hockey, but we start with the baseballs. We are having an Arizona Diamondback Texas Ranger World Series. We Just go home. Go home. Thanks a lot, bud. I love you. It's good to see you. Enjoy your days off. All right, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers, just like everybody suspected. It's a crapshoot, ladies and gentlemen. It is an absolute crapshoot. What a choke job from the Phillies. What an absolute choke job from this great team that was put together exactly how you should put together a postseason squad they went out. <clears throat> excuse me. They went out and spent the money. They got the great players. The Yankees didn't get. The Mets didn't get. They got Zach Wheeler for the Mets. They got Bryce Harper. The Yankees should have him. They've got uh, Castellanos. They're just built perfectly. Well, for back-to-back nights, we saw two teams in the Astros last night and the Phillies tonight. Come home to a building that, in particularly Philadelphia, has dominated in and has kind of been the talk of the postseason, right? The Atlanta Braves, I was talking about this with Marco, the Atlanta Braves looked afraid to play there. And you know what? Honestly, that's it's not just about Philly choking. Look at this entire postseason. The Braves, the best team in baseball all year, fall on their face. The Dodgers win 100 games every single year when that division beat, were what, 16 games better than the Arizona Diamondbacks? To win that division. None of them play well. And Philadelphia, who you thought was just on a collision course, for the World Series, there was nothing getting in their way. Oh my God, Bryce Harper! He loves the city. He's connected to a new. He's connected to a fan base like a free agent never has before. He wears all the shirts pregame. Oh, they hit bombs. They pitch. They do everything. They're perfect. They have a home ballpark with a home field advantage that no one can touch. The crowds in Philly are crazy. It's just electric there. The Braves literally crapped all over themselves when it came time to play good baseball in Philadelphia. And yet here come the pesky little Arizona Diamondbacks and their nice little story. 84 wins, a minus 15 run differential if you're into that kind of thing. That means over the course of the regular season, their opponents scored 15 more runs than they did. And here they are in the World Series and won Game 6 and Game 7 in Citizens Bank, the toughest place to play, and held Philadelphia to three runs over those two games. And the back end of the bullpen was just incredible in this game. And they completely shut down an offense that has been the toast of the postseason. And you Schwaber is a monster. Turner, Harper... Boehm hits a home run early in this game that I thought was big after the uh, Diamondbacks score run early. Bom co- comes right back and hits a home run because you don't want to be behind the pressure you knew was going to be on Philadelphia. And they came back up three games to two into their ballpark and completely played tight as a drum. And this is what you're learning as you're watching these pesky Arizona Diamondbacks who did it completely in a different fashion, Right? And this is what I'm talking about when there's no way to build a postseason team. You just don't know. Mad Dog Russo is going to retire. Nobody thought this team was built for the postseason. If you want to say it now, it's hindsight being 2020, and it's trying to fit your narrative. This team was not built for the postseason. Nobody thought they would get through Milwaukee. Nobody thought they'd get through Philadelphia. Nobody. And yet here they are doing it completely different than Texas, who's <clears throat> mashing the ball and hitting tons of home runs, and Garcia's breaking records for most most RBIs in a playoff series. And here comes Corbin Carroll, who's really didn't have a great series, series until today. Could tell Marte, who's now hitting every single post game he's ever played in. Because you knew that was going to happen. You knew he you could tell he was a postseason player. You knew he'd get a hit in every single game. It's clear as day, of course he would. And they steal bases and they run and they do it completely different. Texas is smashing the ball. They're not hitting home runs. I think it's only the fifth win of a, a team this year in the postseason to not hit home runs and win the game. They're stealing bases. They're pitching their asses off in the back end of the bullpen. Fad at the start of the game was was, you know, good for four innings. They pull him early. Like they do the game completely different. Completely different. They don't have anywhere near the firepower that the Dodgers had, nowhere near the firepower that Atlanta had, nowhere near the firepower Philadelphia had. And yet here they are after a gritty, tough performance and Philadelphia choked. And I'd love to give them more credit, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I really would. I would love to give the Texas Rangers more credit. Texas Rangers were incredible this postseason, and we're still going to have to watch Montgomery, and we're still going to have to watch Chapman, and now I guess even I saw a couple of Mets fans talking about Seawald, who hasn't been with the team for like four or five years. But he's a former Mets now closing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So there'll still be stories about how we let people go here in this city or we don't know what we're doing and we're clueless. And in many cases, we are. The Mets and Yankees do have a lot of work to do. But ultimately, you watch this team. It's about playing well in a couple of moments. They went. They came home Philadelphia only needing to win one game in a ballpark that they have dominated in, and they scored three runs, an offense that completely tore apart this postseason. Castellanos couldn't get a hit in this entire series. Slugging, hitting home run after home run, three home runs in two games, suddenly gets into the series, can't hit. Bryce Harper in this game, 0 for 4. Trey Turner in this game, 0 for 4. There is no there is no clear cut way to build a postseason winner, there just isn't. It's how you play when you get there. There are things you want. You look at the back end of this bullpen that the Diamondbacks just threw at them. With you know, you saw uh, a a guy in Kinkel who I'm sure nobody knows, even 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 really good baseball fans probably don't know who he is. He comes in just absolutely dominant for an inning and two thirds. You got seawalled at the back end of the bullpen. You know you want a good back of the bullpen. You know you want good quality hitters. You understand that you want to strike out less. No doubt about it. You need to hit home runs. You know you got to do that. You got to have good starting pitching. Something the Baltimore Orioles showed you you can get away with over the course of the regular season, but you need come postseason time. That's why these pitchers make a lot of money. Oh, they only go five innings. Oh, you know. Yeah, over the course of the regular season, considering how deep and big, and I talked about that a lot last night, how big and deep these bullpens are, you can get away with average starting pitching over the course of 162, but you get into these postseason series and you need starting pitching. And you need bullpen arms. And you need guys who put the ball in play and you need guys who hit home runs, but you need them to do it for six games. You need them them to do it for at least four. And this Philadelphia offense went ice cold. Came home after, you know, you're, you're talking about Harper hitting home runs and staring down the Atlanta Braves. Everyone's lamenting the idea that, oh, what a great postseason performer. Oh, he's I, he's better than, he you know, he's the best player in the league. He's better than Mike Trout. Look what he's doing. Oh, Schwarber, yeah, okay, okay. All right, yeah, Schwarber's a kind of all-or-nothing guy, but he still hits bombs. Schwarber's clutch. This one's great, that one's great. Now it's a different narrative. Now they're a bunch of choke artists. It's funny how that can happen in two days. It's funny how you can go from conquering hero, face of baseball, everything that's right about the game, what you need in a postseason player, how you get it done, how you build a roster, how you put together a team to go out there and win a World Series, and then two days later, you're choke artists. It's amazing how that happens. Because that's exactly what happened. This team got tight. There's no other way to put it. Yesterday, I'm not so sure that Arizona, that uh, Houston got tight because they've been through it so much. It's hard to say they got tight. They just got beat. They got outpitched, outplayed, and lost all four games at home, which is remarkable in itself. Was a horrible home team all year long and got beat by a team in the... Texas Rangers, who are probably going to be favored in this World Series against the lowly-hitting Arizona Diamondbacks, who figured out a way to beat Philadelphia. But this this Texas team just smashes top and down, up and down the lineup, have guys who can hit. seeger has been incredible. Garcia was an absolute monster in the series. I don't think they necessarily got tight, the Houston um, Astros. I just think they got outbeat, outpitched, out-pitched, out-hit by a team that's just on an unbelievable stretch here. But Philadelphia was tight in this series. Philadelphia came home needing one game and absolutely gripped the bats into sawdust. And that's what happens. And that could have happened if, you know, no matter what team, no matter who's playing, that's what happens. You can't, you can't build a postseason team that you know will be successful. You can tweak things in hopes of adding pieces that make you more s- postseason ready, but ultimately you need your players to perform. And for two days, the lousy, lousy choke artist Philadelphia Phillies didn't show up against the lowly Arizona Diamondbacks who won 84 games. And now this is going to be championed by some, annoyed by others, that an 84-win team who had a run differential of minus 14 is even given an opportunity to play in the World Series. But they are. With the new format, you add the third wild card. They were the last wild card. Both teams in the World Series now are wild cards. People are going to get all pissed off about this format now. But ultimately, these are the two teams that played best in the postseason. That's all it's about. I do not think these are the two best teams. I don't think Texas is the best team in the American League. And I surely do not think the Arizona Diamondbacks are the best team in the National League. They were the best teams over this month of uh, of play and Arizona was the better team for two days in games six and seven on the road eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six we've got a long show five hours we'll talk about the baseball to start if you want we'll get into the football it is Giants and Jets week we'll talk more about that and how important it is for both of these teams and ultimately, For me, I talked about this yesterday, I think both defenses show up. The question is, which offense can do more? And then we got to get into the Knicks. Tonight is your night, bro. The Knicks open their season against the Boston Celtics. We'll get into the Knicks, talk about them, kind of get a feel for where they're going to go this year, my expectations for the team. Some of the, uh, obviously, what do they do with quickly uh, now that they haven't signed him? Does that mean his future is in question? To be a New York Knicks long term? And then obviously, do they make the trade for Embiid? Do you want Embiid here? Is that a fit for the New York Knicks? When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Tides has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl after missing at the end of regulation. And Tides runs into the Tunnel 2 outright. And the New York Giants are going to Super Bowl 42 in overtime. They beat the Packers 23 20. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app. I'm going to have to clear my throat every once in a while. If I talk soft, it's a little bit better. It's funny because I was just, you know, I'm out there in the newsroom. I'm talking. I was talking to Paul earlier. I'm talking, and I I don't notice it. I'm like, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as yesterday. Then I get in here and try and project a little bit and have a little fun, and and you could tell I'm like, the voice is just not there today. That's all right, though. We'll get there. They also took away the chamomile. I don't know what happened. I went into the, the cafeteria yesterday. There was a big blue box. Of all chamomile, you know uh, what do they call them? The you know the tea, tea bags, whatever. I thought there was a specific name, not just for tea. I understand the tea bags. It wasn't like you know tea bags. You're right, right. I know. I understand. There was like a whole box. I have a pretty good of guess of who bags. took them away.
1: I think he's sitting to my right.
0: Yeah, they were like chamomile tea, and it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. I'm not much of a tea drinker, but last day it was good. And today there's nothing but the the just a regular lemon Lipton. Do you there's want to Nothing wrong in? with Lipton tea, but like. I, was, I thought I was going to be spoiled and have some chamomile again. And do you I, want me to get it for you? Do you want me to find it for you? If you can find it, yes, please do. The backbone of the station, of course, I can get it done. Well, listen, if I knew you were going to have to preface it with that, I would have said no. He steals it so he can find yeah, it Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like someone else, uh, that's, that's almost every engineer in the building. They'll break things just so they can fix it and feel useful. I shouldn't say that. The engineers are great. I'm just having a little fun. You take back what you said about the engineers, but we don't take back what we said about Rosenberg. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, the engineers are great. By the way, can I have something for my house, please? So I can work from home every once in a while. Can we figure that out? 870- like, you know, not like
1: tonight where you have no voice. Yeah, it would have been nice.
0: Yeah, it would have been nice, you know, just to be able to, like, you know, figure out a way to stay home and sleep a little bit longer or get right to bed as soon as I'm done instead of having to drive home an hour and a half. But, hey, no complaints. You this- sounded
1: like this girl on TikTok we just told you about in the break. I know.
0: I'm complaining. I know. No, no complaints. I'm thrilled to be here. Love the job. It's the dream job, right? It's the dream. I mean, I was only chasing it for a decade and a half. So, no complaints for me. And no complaints because, honestly, you know, not to get too deep into it, but it's just as a Yankee fan who doesn't want to hate the Yankees, and I'm not sure there's many of us left. Like, I just, I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I'm mad. A million things need to change. No doubt about it. I would get rid of Brian Cashman. If I'm a Met fan, I'm disappointed. I'm angry. Shouldn't have the highest payroll. It's a little bit of a different thing because you're in love still with your owner, and rightfully so. Uh, and you just hired a new GM who's the, you know, one of the better young executives in baseball. So it's not quite the same feeling. But when I watch this stuff, when I watch the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I don't care what you do. You can't convince me they're far superior than the New York Yankees go to the World Series. Like, I understand that things need to change and they need to do things better. But you watch this stuff; it's about playing well, and it's not easy. We're now going to be on year twenty-four without a repeat champion. It's the longest streak in, in professional sports. There's been other repeat champions in all other the other three major sport groups, uh, sport you know, uh, sport teams. Every other major sport has had a repeat champion before the, the Yankees from 99 to 2000. So I look at this, and I, there's a million different ways to build this team. This is an 84-win team that plays scrappy baseball. They stole a lot of bases in this game last night. They put the ball in play. You know They, they, they play a style of baseball that I think many a baseball fan longs for. And then you look at the Texas Rangers who, you know, don't. They hit home runs, they scored they score a ton of runs, they smacked the ball around. They got Seeger and Simeon and Garcia and you know Haim and all these different guys who are, you know, bat first kind of guys. And now they do have good starting pitching, and the back end of their bullpen's been better, although they almost cho- they choked the division away down the stretch of the season. But that doesn't matter now. So you could do it both ways. You can smash, you can play small ball, you can the, the fact of the matter is is you gotta you gotta just play. In the you gotta play well in the games because there's no way you could tell me they're better than the Phillies. The Phillies are a better team. The Phillies should have been able to figure out a way to win one of these games. They got shut down. So as a as a fan of these teams, and I and you know, crazy crazy me, I don't want to hate my team. As frustrated and as angry as we are, we look at it and we go, Yeah, they need to change things. But do they do can, do they need to be completely different? Is it a a, a thing that's going to take three or four years of breaking it all down and building it back up? It is not. It just isn't. They might never win again, for all I know. I might die, and the last championship I see is 09. I, I have no idea. But the idea that we know exactly what they need to do, and because they might do exactly what you think is best. They might bring in everybody you think is the best player to bring in. And we'll get into a reason why... Something happened uh, over the course of the last two days that makes you wonder what's going on with Juan Soto and the San Diego Padres. So Maybe we'll get to that, but you can get Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, Yamamoto, Jordan Montgomery. You could could get the best six, seven free agents on the market and spend a billion dollars on this team, and you might lose to the 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks. That's just the way it is. 877-337-6666. Jeff in Queens, what's up, Jeff?
1: Hey Chris, how's it going?
0: Good, buddy. How are you? <clears throat>
1: um, maybe Yankee fans on social media might not like it, but Brian Cashman is right. The playoffs are a crapshoot, and with the it absolutely play- is a
0: crapshoot. And with the expanding playoffs, going to get worse. It's gonna, it's, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna. See, it's gonna. It's yeah. Gonna... Well, listen. Here's the thing, and I want to preface this because I, I don't want to make it seem like Brian Cashman is right to say it because he's not. Like, you can't lose every year, every year, and then just come out and go, hey, what are you going to do? It's a crapshoot. He's got an element of truth in that, but at the same time, when you have a group of players that consistently underperform, like consistently underperform in the postseason, you have to tinker it. You ha- you can't just keep chasing it with the same guys who don't do it, and he made a ton of mistakes, a ton of mistakes. So I don't want to just, the way you just cavalierly said, Brian Cashman is right, I, I agree with you, Jeff, but I just want to make sure we get it out there that I think he's done a miserable job. And I don't think it's an excuse you should be making at the end of another losing campaign. But if you look at it, there is no question. I'm sorry. You cannot build a team that you know will perform in the postseason. It's about playing well. That's it. It's a crapshoot once you get in. There are teams like the Astros who have done a great job, who have built a core. Yeah, they built a core of of players that play well in the postseason. They've done a remarkable job. It's them in the late 90s Yankees in the last 20 years. Great. That's if I, you, if you think, think if you think that proves it's not a crapshoot, because in the last 20 years, there have been two teams that have bucked the trend. OK, good for you. I don't know what to tell you. And I don't think this is good for
1: baseball, I think. And if the owners had their way, they'd have two oh. more playoffs, not two more. Yeah. cards. They had their
0: way. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong, Jeff. That's a question that now is going to come from this. Like, is this good for the sport? Do you like it? Do you like the idea that the new playoff format, and we'll see what the buy does after two years of this new playoff format. It does early returns are the, the teams that win the division and get the bye hurt, obviously. And now you've seen, you know, an, uh, an all wild card World Series here. Um, But I, I, I don't know. It's still a short sample size to just immediately throw it out like, hey, the wild card teams are better off for it. It's 2 years, but so far early returns are that and yeah, the question is does a does a team in the Arizona Diamondbacks who let me just make sure I, who finished in 3rd place in their division, right? Or was it 2nd place? I think they finished in second. Second, excuse me, I'm sorry. But anyway, they were the last team to get in. They won 84 games and they had a run differential of minus 15. Like does a team like that deserve a chance at a championship? Like that's the question. And a lot of I don't know if it's good for baseball, I don't know if it's bad for baseball. I think more playoff games are always good, but it is cheapening what is special about 162. I think 162 is special. I love the idea they play so many games and night after night and day after day. And I do want the regular season to mean something. And I do want the best teams in the regular season to have a clear-cut advantage in the postseason. I do. I don't know if you need to tinker this. I don't know if you need to you know restructure this new playoff because you did see wildcard teams be successful. Now, I think Philadelphia just happens to be a really well put together uh wild card team. So I think that's less of it. But yeah, when you see Arizona go through the way they've gone through here, when you see the Texas Rangers who won ninety games and almost and blew the division after leading it for, you know, pretty much ninety percent of the season, but they you know, they they were a plus one sixty five run differential. I mean they were a team that was dominant all year for the most part. Played really well, was leading that division all year, and then choked it away towards the end of the season with really their bullpen just being in disarray, which they have obviously figured out here and got them to the World Series. But that's the question from it. Like, after I'm done boasting about and, you know, yelling to the to high heavens that it's about getting hot, which is exactly what Derek Jeter says. Best teams get their hottest teams win. So take it up with him if you got a problem with it. But, I mean... After all that, after all the noise, after, all the the Phillies are choke artists and we can have fun with that and talk about that and how they're structured and all that, ultimately the question is for baseball, is this new playoff format good? Do you like the idea of an 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks beating, you know, all these teams that are better than them on the way to the World Series? Is it a fun story? Is it, wow, look at you can give so many other teams uh, hope, you know, teams that are struggling at the deadline maybe don't sell franchises who have who have you know traditionally not tried to keep up and trade away pieces at the deadline and not play to win 83 84 games and hope to get in does this does this afford them an opportunity to say hey you never know like maybe we should go out there and add a piece at the deadline if we're the Pittsburgh Pirates if we're the Colorado Rockies if we're whomever that traditionally gives up on seasons do you want to take that chance of saying, "Hey, look, Diamondbacks got in, and they just beat Philadelphia six and seven in Philly." Dan in Phoenix, what's up, Dan? You a Diamondback fan? Uh, well, I, I'm sorry
2: we got disconnected a couple of nights ago, Chris. No worries. But, we, but remember, the chamomile, honey, and lemon is what's going to help you. That's you exactly what I was up.
0: drinking last night. I couldn't find the today's just ordinary Liptons, with nothing against Liptons, but it's
2: ex New Yorker from Coney Island. I love the Yankees. I like seeing uh, the Mets successful. I like Showalter. I don't know why Showalter is failing. But I'm telling you, since being here in Phoenix in 77, now you look at 2001, a year that the Yankees were supported by the country, 9-11, but – what did Jerry Colangelo do? He went to get Schilling. He went to get Randy Johnson. He got the best of the best. He spent money, and unfortunately to this day, I don't want to say, I don't want to put a damper on tonight, yeah. but you go to Chase Field, you don't see a plaque, you don't see a statue honoring the man that not only revolutionized downtown Phoenix, which was a dump, but he turned the station, the, the, the club, into a winner. And then we went the doldrums and we went we, we really bad, but nobody, nobody predicted that the, the Diamondbacks no. would win. They got nobody on their team. Is this a boilerplate? You, you were hitting the points while I was holding. Is this the boilerplate where teams just say, why should we spend hundreds of millions of dollars on one guy yeah. if we feel the ball? Run well, steal bases, sacrifice. We don't need to hit monstrous uh, Stanton home runs or Aaron Judge home runs. Who needs a home run? You got to win the game. Those are the rules. Well, and yeah. I can't believe they won tonight.
0: No, I, I can't believe it either. I can't believe they won the last two nights. I, I cannot believe they won both games. I still think you need to win the home run, uh, hit the home run. Excuse me to win. Uh, I was driving and listening to the to uh, the radio broadcast on MLB uh, Network Radio. And uh, I think they gave the stat in this postseason entering last night or entering Game 7 there against Arizona and Philadelphia. It was 4-18. Teams who did not hit a home run uh, in the postseason were 4-18. Obviously, now it's 5-18. Arizona did not hit a home run, and they won this game. But I I still think you need to hit home runs to win games. And they're going to go play Texas, and Texas is going to hit some home runs, and we'll see. I think they just... They shut down Philadelphia pitching. They scored three runs in the last two games at home. A place where they had been dominant. A place where it really looked like Atlanta was afraid to play. And they just didn't score any runs. Harper went cold. Castellanos has been cold the entire series. They scored a, a run uh two nights ago, and then just last night they scored two runs. Three runs in game six and seven in your building needing to put away the Arizona Dimebacks just isn't good enough. Their pitching was fine. They pitched well in this series. They pitched well enough to win four runs last night against Arizona, score five runs. Against the pitcher that you knocked out in the fourth inning. You gotta you gotta figure out how to do it. Sam in Orange County, what's up, Sam?
3: Hi, Chris. Is is this more luck or this more um a structure from 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 the top to the bottom. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I, I think it's a combination of both. I don't I don't see. I, I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's strictly luck, and I don't even know if it's structure. It's guys who played well. It's a team that came together, believed in themselves, and just happened to play well. Like that's.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Chris. I, I, I'm here since the late late nineties. Uh, when the devils was dominating in hockey, right? The Yankees was dominating in in in, 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 uh,
0: in baseball, baseball. In, yep. uh, in
3: baseball and basketball was on and off, like like like. Sometimes was Brooklyn, sometimes uh, the the four majors. What I mean, Eli Manning come up, and uh, I I was th- I think it's sometimes more luck than the not. You know, to buy to buy players for billions of dollars and, 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 to, and to think this is going to make it and this is going to make it and this GM is going to make it and this owner is going to make it, it must have come like, like a combination from a lot of things together, like the Yankees in the 90s and the Devils in the, in the 90s. Yeah, and Yeah, no, no,
0: no doubt about it. If you, want to, if you want to have a team, and thank you for the call, Sam, if you want to have a team that is going to be the Houston Astros currently or the Yankees of the late 90s it takes a massive amount of luck that i'll give you if you want to talk about luck inside baseball it takes luck i mean it's obviously skill and everything but you don't know certain guys are going to become i mean there's that famous story of of Bernie Williams being sat down or oh, hitting ninth and in the dugout the uh, one of the hitting coaches or bench coaches come up to him and they go you're hitting ninth you know where the next spot is the bench he was getting uh, bullied by teammates. He looked like a deer in headlights, and it looked like he was going to be a bust and a failure. <clears throat> and then he became Bernie Williams. And, you know, you, you didn't know Paul O'Neill was going to become Paul O'Neill, and you didn't know they, they almost traded away Mariano Rivera at the beginning of 1996 so that they could replace Derek Jr. at shortstop. Like, can you imagine two Hall of Famers, the two great players of that era? Between the two of them, only one person didn't vote them into the Hall of Fame. And in one fell swoop, right before the 96 season, um, Mariano might have been traded so that they could bring in a shortstop to play instead of Derek Jeter. Thankfully, Stick talked him out of it. They didn't do it. But that's how close you come. To, and a lot of people would have thought that was a good idea. Oh, the Yankees can't go into the season with a rookie shortstop who made all these errors in spring training. He had a terrible spring training that year, Derek Jeter. He was making errors all over the place. You, can, He's not ready to start the year. I mean, it takes a little bit of luck to build something that special and to have that kind of group. Now, it takes a little bit of luck, too, for the Arizona Diamondbacks to pop up and be this good, but they just played well. That's it. They pitched well. They scored enough runs. Let's be honest. Any would we all would we be shocked if a four game series took place in in Philadelphia during the regular season and Arizona came in and won three out of four? That's that's baseball. Like that's what happens. The better teams don't always win. And Philadelphia played like crap and their bats got tight and didn't score any runs in the last two games of the series. Ross in Bergen County, what's up, Ross? You, Mac, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? How are you?
1: I'm good, man. So, uh, well, I'm actually really good. You know, Foo Philly. You know, our your guy Craig used to always say, so uh Foo Philly again, coming into fruition. Yep.
0: What? But, an, uh, I mean, just know, an absolute choke job from this from this Phillies team. Just you unbelievable. Love to
1: see it. Remember uh, Garrett Stubb in the overalls? F the Braves, F the Mets, and everybody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, no, look, yeah. now look, now look, who's dancing on their own? How about that for that? Program? There you go. Can't make it on, man. There I got to go. say this, you know, it's get, it's getting to be predictable how unpredictable baseball is. Yep. I mean, I, I had, a, like, I run a podcast account and I make graphics. I had a perfect bracket up until tonight. I had Phillies D-backs. I had Phillies going on w- winning the World Series. But, I mean, you look at it on paper. Logic shouldn't tell you that. that the. I just saw a stand now, 90 wins for Texas, 84 wins for Arizona, 174, the lowest total. Number of wins for a World Series matchup. Yep. Logic should just not tell you that that's a that's a championship matchup. You know what else logic shouldn't tell you? This this year alone in sports, we saw the one seed Braves, one seed Bruins, one seed Milwaukee Bucks all go down in the first round, yep. and eventually the Diamondbacks, Panthers, and Heat would all go on to be in the championship.
0: Yep,
1: I mean that's it a good just point. defies logic. But that's you know you call it a crab shoe and everything. And uh, listen, man, that's, you know, it's it's almost like in terms of recent sports. What? Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you having the best regular season record is by any means more impressive. But as, you know, these last couple of years, it's become, you know, instead of, you know, the best team in the season, you know, more so just like the best team in a three or four week span. Correct. Uh, you see, like, you raise the banner, everything. It's, it's crazy. Like, is anyone going to sit here and tell you, you know, regardless of who wins the, ser- the series? either one of these teams was the best team all season? No. It was, it was and, you know Absolutely not, but you know that's what it is at
0: the end or of the day. Or the best day. put and, uh, together, or their GM right. or their manager did the best job because they, I mean, hot at just, the right time. they just got hot at the right time. I, I'm, I'm 100% with you, Ross, right. and you're right. Like Now, baseball, even though they haven't had repeat champions, it, it hasn't felt like mm-hmm. – uh, and basketball, certainly. I mean, it's very rare that the favorites don't win basketball, but hockey has yeah. always been that way. Baseball didn't have that feel to it, um, but it does now. Uh, I mean, you're right. And unfortunately, it's one of those things. It's like the the tournament, too. Like You always root for the upsets until you get to the next game. Like, oh, yeah, sure, let's have George Mason knock off North Carolina until it's Duke George Mason. You're like, damn, I wish it was Duke Duke Carolina tonight. And now it's the same thing. No, I, This World Series is going to have very little buzz. I would think it's going to have very little buzz. I don't think anybody wants to see Arizona, Texas. Like, I just I don't think it's going to be an exciting world series you're right it's 90 wins 84 wins um it's a it's you're uh, you can't call these teams the best teams in baseball like you just can't like i know they got here i know it's about winning a championship but you can't like this is like you can't tell me arizona has done the job better than any other team in in the sport you can't tell me that this GM and this manager have done the two, have done the best jobs in the National League this year because they won this series and because they're playing in the World Series. Like it, okay. I mean, if you want to, just a flat statement: Hey, you're in the World Series, therefore you've done the best job. Okay. I mean, everyone told me how great the Braves' operation is. They trade for these guys. They sign their young guys long term. They do everything right. They do everything right. They have great players up and down the lineup. There's balance. There's home. There's power. There's contact. The Braves build their roster better than anyone. The Braves are the best team in baseball. The Braves, the Braves, the Braves. Are you saying now that the Arizona Diamondbacks put their team together better than the Atlanta Braves? Of course not. Of course not. They just got hot and played well. And if they were to play you know, Philadelphia nine, uh, ten times, they'd probably lose the series eight or, eight or nine times. But not this time. And that's sports in general, but it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. And mainly I say that because I look at our two teams, and I know I'm a Yankee fan. I do the Yankee podcast. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I lean a little heavy Yankee. Plus, it's more about their operation right now. The Mets operation is about to begin. Like, we haven't, yes, you've, you've seen the owner for a couple of years and you trust the owner implicitly. And what he did at the trade deadline to eat money to get better pro- prospects is something that is probably his superpower, where I don't know if any other owner would do it. It's certainly not to the level he did it. So you feel great about the owner. You've had some winning baseball. The team won 101 games the year before, year year ago. You feel better about him. You feel he's better than the Wilpons. You feel good. Now you got Stearns coming in. It's like a whole new show that you're going to try and figure out what goes on. I saw Jeff Passon today talking about Mets are going to be right in the mix for Otani. You know they're going to spend a ton of money. You know they're going to put a good – the owner's not going to ever say no if they feel like they need to spend money to go solve a problem. Like that's – it's a different thing. The Yankees are the team right now in fluxes. We still wait to hear from, from Steinbrenner how much money is he willing to spend this offseason. Is Brian Cashman capable of making good decisions? There's just more of uncertainty with how the Yankees do business. We haven't really seen there's a new regime now. You haven't. Billy Epler's gone. Stearns isn't to run the show. We'll find out. In two years, we'll have more of a, an idea of how Stearns is doing. But right now, it's mainly how do the Yankees do business? It's under extreme scrutiny. What do they need to do to get back after winning 82 games this year, which is, by the way, two less than Arizona, who's about to play in the World Series. But how do they change it? When you look at this team, they need to make dramatic changes, no doubt. But when you look at the postseason, like if you're you're telling me right now, I guess some people, if if the Yankee, let me ask you this, if the Yankees at the start of the year in a wild card series, Right, we're to play. Well, let's say the uh, the DS. So it's not all in one building. The wild card games are all played in one building. If the Yankees and the Astros, uh, excuse me, the Yankees and the Diamondbacks were to play in a five best of five DS series, who do you think Vegas would favor in that series? Who would be favorite? This current Yankee team, the same exact team that finished eighty two and eighty, that Yankee team, where you have Gerrit Cole at the top, King. You know, making his, his case for being a, a great starter is probably going to be in the rotation next year now and earn his spot. You got Judge in the lineup. Who's who's favored to win that series? You know it's the Yankees. Doesn't make doesn't mean they would have won the series, but I'm just saying, like, they're right there. The linebacks aren't any better than the Yankees. They played better than them over the last two weeks. And the Yankees, as a group have consistently not played as well as the Diamondbacks played this week. That is fair. That is absolutely true. And it's time for a change. But it's not such a dramatic change that it's it's unfathomable. Like Yankee fans, they're five years away, they're six years away. They got to do this, they got to do that. They got to get out from this contract. They got to do this, they got to do that. I, I There's no reason to think the Yankees can't be playing a playoff series that they can win next year. Lorenzo and Queens, what's up, Lorenzo?
3: yeah I do see mac if you don't feel better from uh you know your your, your malady you can always try to Barry bonds uh non ted cocktail of zinc magnesium vitamin b you know if'll zinc working.
0: magnesium vitamin b thank you i think i i think i can get through it i think i can get through it all all right. it's only another Wait. four hours and four and twelve minutes buddy i'm okay <laughs> all
3: right yeah that's uh that's pretty legal you know that stuff you know it's not the clear or anything like that
0: no i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you so, so what do you think about the Chapman uh, beaming of, of Chaz uh, last night? It was pretty intentional looking. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he's trying to hit anybody. I think he doesn't know where the hell it's going, and I and I can't believe he's still throwing one hundred and four. I mean, I don't know how how that's possible because he was nowhere near that for. I mean, the Yankees the at the end of his Yankee career. I mean, it was ninety nine. Sometimes hitting hundred. I watched him a little bit in Texas. I don't ever remember 104 hitting the gun. I mean, he's throwing 104 miles an hour. I don't know. Juiced up for the – when I say juiced up, that's probably a poor choice of words. But you know what I mean. Excited for the playoffs. He's got his, uh, you know, his juices flowing. He's got his, uh, you know, adrenaline pumping, so he pumps it up to 104 in the playoffs. But, yeah, I've I've never seen someone get hit in the calf and and drop like that. I mean, you get hit with 104-mile-an-hour fastball, you feel it. But, but yeah, check this out.
3: I mean, if you think about it, Garcia, you know that's his uh, that's his fellow Cubano paisano, and like you know, and there is no risk because they're winning by two runs. It's, a, it's the end of the game, pretty much. And if you look at his mechanics, it pretty much looked like the ball went exactly where he wanted it to go. You know, low and away. And uh, I think it's kind of going under the radar. You know, if like if like baseball wants to sp- suspend all these people, why not look into that? You
0: know. Well, here's the perfect thing. I'll. I'll uh, I mean, I just I totally agree with you. It's re- it's reaction based, Lorenzo, which which what bothers me. If Garcia would have just taken that hit by pitch and walked to first base, there would have been no suspensions. There would have been no discussion of suspensions. There wouldn't have been an issue with it. McCormick actually gets hurt and goes to the ground, so he's not concerned with actually getting retaliation. He's just trying to deal with the idea that he wants to make sure his leg is still there. But if, if, there's no, if nobody's upset about it, they don't suspend. And that's what bothers me. Because it shouldn't be based on, if you believe that he threw at him, and that he deserves a suspension for that, that should happen whether or not Garcia gets pissed off or not. Ron in Fort Greene. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's up, guy? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for making it.
3: Thanks for taking it. Well, my thing is, my issue is with the Mets and Yankees, the X players are all over these playoffs and in the World Series now. And I forgot about Chapman, Montgomery, and Schauser with the Rangers and
0: Pam with the, with the Arizona Diamondbacks all over the and Fam and Seawall. Yeah. The Nets Yeah, the Mets are playing paying Schauser and Bylander
3: That's seventy million dollars in this playoffs. And they are like playing for the playoffs. It's unbelievable what they've done. I'm so disappointed in them two teams this year. And I thought now, the Yankees should hire Don
0: Manatee as the manager oh, and ask Derek Jeter if he oh, wants to please. be the Ron, you're not serious, are you, Ron? That's my opinion. Oh, please. Come on. <laughs> I, I, you have, I, was, I was relatively okay with your call until you said nonsense like that. I love you, Ron. And I don't mean to put down your opinion. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. What makes you think? What has Derek Jeter done to make you think he should be the executive of the New York Yankees? Like pawn? He got he got standing off the books and gave him to the Yankees. Like besides that, besides the sell off of all their best players, like what? What do you think? He's done nothing, and I like. Derek Jeter, and if he ever wanted to, like, get into it, uh, if he's an assistant GM somewhere for a while, that's fine. I mean, right, the the, the Red Sox looks like they're going to hire Breslow, a former relief pitcher for them, who has been, um, you know, working with other teams as a an assistant GM with the Cubs, I believe. And he was, you know, he's a Yale graduate and all that. I mean, Derek Jeter's a great baseball player. That does not make a great GM. I think we've seen that. does not make a great coach, it does not make a great GM. And also, Don Mattingly's not a good manager. Like I don't know what else, I love Don, and I have no problem with having him on the staff. But Don Mattingly was never a great manager ever, ever. He had loaded te- he had good teams with the Dodgers who did nothing. And then he did nothing in Miami. We're not really given much of an opportunity, I, I suppose. But they made the playoffs this year. Like Don Mattingly never did anything with them. Don Mattingly made boneheaded decisions. Don Mattingly is not a good manager, and I have no interest in bringing Don Mattingly here just to fire him. And why would we want Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly? I mean, why stop there, right? I mean, you know what we all want. Then we get we get Paul O'Neill as a hitting coach. David Cohn is the pitching coach. Jorge Posada is the bench coach. Uh, Tina Martinez is one of the infielder instructor, in, uh, instructors. Who else could we have? What, Scott, I think Scott Brocious coaches in San Diego. Um, maybe Scott bring Scott Brocious back to be part of this coaching staff. Andy Pettit, obviously, is on the is on the uh, staff as well in the pitching department. Him and David Cohn could run that together as a tandem. Uh, what else could they do? I mean, Tim Raines could teach them how to steal bases. Like... Stop, stop, Mark in Fort Lauderdale. What's up, Mark?
4: Hey, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, thank you I want to say the most the most important person to me in baseball it hasn't changed in my fifty three years of watching this game since I went to my first game in Field in nineteen sixty eight is the general manager, Mike yep. Hazen. He to me has done an incredible job. He learned really well from Theo in Boston. And you look at the four 23-year-old guys that the Diamondbacks had, Corbin, Thomas, Moreno, who they acquired from the Blue Jays, uh, Paven Smith, fought. And the other thing, too, I think people undervalue in baseball is a coaching staff. You can look back at the days of Gene Michael, uh, how he developed the four famous Yankees, even the Mets when Davey Johnson was around. He had Billy Robinson. You know, he had great coaches around him all the time. And I think that's so undervalued in the game. You look at this Arizona staff, Brett Strom, I don't care he's seventy five years old. To me, he's like the Dave Duncan, Ray Miller kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's in that category of one of all time best baseball pitching coaches in the game. Dave McKay learned a baseball from Larusa. Mike Feathers has always been a very intellectual guy. to on that staff. There were a lot of good, you know, guys, Danny Heron, who went to Pepperdine, won 153 big league games. Yeah. He's one of the biggest computer freaks that's on in baseball, analytical guys. He's the dime analytical guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these things factor when you get into a game. So, the Phillies, I'm sorry to say this, but Rob Thompson, I know he had some Yankee stars in his day. He, he looked very flat in this game. I mean, you didn't see guys like, you know, you know, they were just yeah, swinging I mean, away. They I, weren't I, working counts. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't running bases. Great. I, I didn't. I didn't see a lot of fundamental no,
0: great No, I, I understand that, Mark. But this is like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because last year he was the toast of baseball. They have to fire Joe Girardi, instep Rob Thompson, and oh boy, they took off. And then you see them go through the postseason, like oh my god, like that's now this year. And yeah, Diamondbacks coaching staff is the reason. And I'm sure a lot the guys you mentioned are all good coaches. You can go through almost every team. You can pick a team. You'll be like you'll be able to say, "Oh, and this guy's good, and this guy's good." They won. They they won eighty four games, and they've gotten hot. plain simple. Plan simple. I don't think they're doing anything that much better than everybody else. If they were, they would have won more than eighty four games. They've got a young core, no doubt. Uh, you know, um, this kid Corbin's going to be legit. He's going to he's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's probably going to get some MVP votes. He's a legitimate ball player. They got a good, young thing happening there. This won't be the last we see of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I agree. But I don't think anybody thought they were as good as the Phillies. And I think you're 100% right about the Phillies. They got tight in these two games. There's no doubt about it. The pressure started to weigh on them. I thought the Boehm home run was an enormous home run to get that zero off the board, tie the game, and I thought they were going to win the game from that moment on. I haven't placed the bet. When they tied the game 1-1, I thought for sure they were going to win the game. I thought if, if, if Arizona was going to win, it was going to have to be wire to wire, get out to an early lead, which I which they did, quiet the crowd, put the pressure on inning by inning, but they bounce right back. They they tie the game. Then they take the lead 2-1, and I thought, for sure, Philadelphia, here we go, on their way to the World Series. But these kids battled back, and the, the Phillies' offense just continued to look completely inept. And for that team in that building to score three runs over the last two games, six and seven, that, you know, they needed to win one to get to the to get to back to back World Series and try to avenge last year's loss. That's just it's an embarrassing job. It's an absolute choke job from the Phillies, and we love to see it. We love to see it. Enough of Philadelphia. I mean, geez. I mean, they've they're losing all these championships, but I mean the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, Philly was in the World Series, they're the talk of the town of baseball. It never ends. It never ends.